Welcome to Second Opinion, a podcast from Englewood Health, focused on your health and wellness. I'm Dr. Stephen Brunquell from Englewood Health with our podcast. Today we're speaking about understanding stress and anxiety during these challenging times. We're speaking with Danielle Lambert, the behavioral health manager here at Englewood Health. We'll be discussing ways to understand and manage anxiety and stress during these challenging times. Welcome, Danielle. Thank you, Dr. Brunquell. We are all experiencing a level of uncertainty in our lives that began with the dramatic shift in our personal and work lives in response to the lockdown orders that began in March. For many of us, our routines shifted dramatically within a matter of days to what we now call the new normal. In addition, we have all been fearing for the health and safety for ourselves and our loved ones. We must acknowledge the thousands of lives that were lost during the last few months and the grief experienced by families, friends, and communities. Danielle, you're certainly right that uncertainty is one of the most difficult things to deal with in our lives. Can you talk a little bit more about what we're experiencing right now? Of course. Our country is in the midst of multiple crises, not just including COVID-19, but also widespread unemployment, the escalation of racial tensions, and multiple other issues. We know that people are feeling overwhelmed, some very overwhelmed, and we know that a lot of us have lost our ability to cope because we can't meet with friends and we can't go to a ball game or live music. Where can we start dealing with these things? So anxiety is often exacerbated by the fear of the unknown or feeling a lack of control, which I think it's fair to say all of us are feeling that at at different points right now. Um, So it's completely understandable to feel that way. Uh, We all experience anxiety, and it's important to sort of develop self-awareness about how we're feeling. Can you tell us more about some common symptoms of anxiety? Sure. So some common symptoms of anxiety can include feeling nervous, experiencing a sense of panic, trouble concentrating, ongoing worry, muscle tension, hyperventilation, GI issues, and difficulty sleeping. So we all have a little bit of anxiety. Obviously, sometimes it can get out of control. Can you tell us some ways to cope with stress and anxiety? Well, we talk a lot about wellness, so let's talk first about physical wellness. Exercise is important for all of us, and regular physical activity can help us reduce our risk of depression and anxiety and also help us feel better. I don't think I'm aware of any study that says exercise is not good for you. It good for your cardiovascular system, it's good for your weight, it's good for your blood sugar, your blood pressure, and it's certainly good for your brain and your stress. Um, People ask me why I've been running for 40-some years. It's mostly for stress and anxiety. Right. Running is a great activity. Um, I myself enjoy biking right now, and there's other ways to stay in shape, including walking, yoga, dance, hiking. How about nutrition? Right. Good nutrition is also part of a healthy lifestyle. Under stress, especially right now with what we're all facing, some of us are prone to eating more when we're stressed and others not enough. So it's important to monitor your eating habits each day and to do your best to eat healthy meals that include fruit, vegetables, and protein. I I have noticed um, that on the supermarket shelves after the toilet paper disappeared, everything in the baking aisle disappeared too. So apparently a lot of people were coping by baking cookies and cakes. 
Um, how about telling us about emotional health and, and good coping skills and not so good coping skills? Sure. There are many ways to take care of your emotional health. In the behavioral health field, we often talk about coping skills. And coping skills are just ways of maintaining emotional health, which can include things like listening to music, drawing, meditation, deep breathing, and some of the physical activities we just mentioned. It's just important to keep a routine of whatever activities help to ground you or improve your mood. Can you speak a little about deep breathing and, and about meditation? Sure. The term mindfulness involves the practice of staying in the moment and noticing your thoughts and emotions without judgment. With the constant barrage of disturbing news and instant information, it's a challenge for all of us to stay present in our lives. So what can we do about it? There are a lot of meditation apps available to get you started with the practice of mindfulness and meditation. Some options include Calm, Headspace, and 10% Happier. Some apps are even offering free meditations and free trials during this time. Another thing to do that would help be helpful is deep breathing. It can be a useful tool, tool to help ground us in the moment. Just taking a minute to take a few full deep breaths, expanding your stomach and lungs, and paying attention to your in and out breaths can make a big difference. You can do this anywhere. In addition, many of us hold tension in our bodies and participating in a progressive muscle relaxation exercise can help identify areas of tension and relieve some discomfort. Danielle, it sounds like it might be very useful. Can you lead me through some and, and teach me? Of course. Um, so one simple exercise we can all do because I know we're often all busy at work and busy at home, is just to take a few minutes to do breathing. We call it four, seven, eight breathing. Um, so what you're gonna do is you wanna find yourself sitting in a comfortable position with your body re as relaxed as possible. And then you wanna inhale a big breath, expanding your stomach through your nose and hold. Take about four seconds for the in-breath. Hold for about seven seconds. And then a big exhale for about eight seconds. So let's try that again. We're gonna inhale four seconds, hold for seven, and then a big exhale, letting out all the breath in your body. And we can do it one last time. So inhale for four seconds, Count for seven. And exhale for eight, letting all the air out of your body. You can repeat this exercise for a few minutes, however, how much time you have. Um, it's a good way just to take a break, even if you just have five minutes in between tasks. It's important to monitor your breathing and make sure you're taking full deep breaths throughout the day. So I could do it in the car? Yeah, of course, you could do it in the car. Could I do it during a Zoom meeting? <laughs> you can do it during a Zoom meeting. I know a lot of us are on Zoom right now, so you could definitely do it during I a meeting. I can do it when somebody's telling me something I really don't want to listen to? Even better. That's a good time to I do it. I love it. So, Danielle, many of us are sitting at a computer for most of the day. 
a lot of the times we're on Zoom meetings, we're on keyboards, we tend to tense up, particularly in our shoulders and our neck. Can, can, is there anything you can do for us? Is there any muscle relaxation techniques we can do right at the desk? Of course. I know a lot of us um, are experiencing muscle tension and even pain sitting or standing in the same position all day. Um, so I can take you through a little bit of our progressive muscle relaxation. Um, so let's do that right now. Again, we're going to sit back uh, in a comfortable position, relaxed as possible. Close your eyes if you're comfortable doing so. And then we're going to begin by taking a deep breath in and just notice the feeling of air filling your lungs. Hold your breath for a few seconds. And then release the breath slowly and let the tension leave your body. Take in another deep breath and hold it. Now again, slowly release the air. Even slower now, take in another deep breath, allowing your lungs to fill with air. And slowly release the breath and imagine the feeling of tension leaving your body. Now we're going to move our attention to our feet. Begin to tense your feet by curling your toes and the arch of your foot. Hold on to the tension and just notice what it feels like. Now release the tension in your foot and notice that new feeling of relaxation. Next, begin to focus on your lower leg. Tense the muscles in your calves. Hold them tightly and pay attention to the feeling of tension. Release the tension from your lower legs. And again, notice that feeling of relaxation. And remember to keep taking deep breaths. Now we're going to tense the muscles of your upper leg and pelvis. You can do this by tightly squeezing your thighs together. Make sure you feel tense without going to the point of strain. And release, and feel the tension leave your muscles. Now we're gonna tense our stomach and chest. You can do this by sucking your stomach in, squeezing harder and holding the tension. Now release, allowing your body to go limp. Let yourself notice that feeling of relaxation and continue taking those deep breaths. Breathe in slowly, noticing the air fill your lungs and hold it. And release that air slowly, allowing it to leave your lungs. Now let's tense your arms all the way from your hands to your shoulders. Make a fist and squeeze all the way up your arm and hold it. Now release the tension from your arms and shoulders. Notice the feeling of relaxation in your fingers, hands, arms, and shoulders. Notice how your arms feel limp and at ease. Now let's move up to the neck and head. Tense your face and your neck by distorting the muscles around your eyes and mouth. 
release the tension. And again, notice that new feeling of relaxation. Finally, we're going to tense our entire body. Tense your feet, legs, stomach, chest, arms, head, and neck. Tense as hard as you can without straining and hold that tension. And release. Allow your entire body to go limp and pay attention to that new feeling of relaxation. Now you can begin to wake your body up slowly by moving your muscles. Adjust your arms and legs and stretch your muscles and open your eyes when you're ready. Danielle, that was great. I, I really enjoyed listening and feeling my body relax. I don't think we listen to our bodies enough. Thank you. People are concerned about those around them, their loved ones, their co-workers. What sort of things should we be looking for in the people around us? Great question. I would say any change in a person's mood or behavior is noteworthy, whether it's your co-workers or your loved ones at home. And it's okay to ask them questions. It's okay to check in with each other and ask them, for example, are you finding it hard to concentrate? Are there any changes in your use of food, alcohol, or drugs? Have your sleep habits changed? Do you have trouble with motivation? Is there any change in your level of energy? If you notice them becoming cynical or critical, that's something to point out. And if you're experiencing GI issues or other physical symptoms. I think one of the most important things that we can all do is to reach out to others. Many people are suffering with isolation uh, because they can't socialize, they can't get together with their friends and family. So reaching out, text message, email, a phone call, uh, we can all do that. Uh, and we don't have to be psychologists or uh, licensed clinical social workers. We can just be friends and loved ones and we can ask how they're doing. If people are experiencing physical symptoms, they should contact their primary care doctor, their internist or their family doctor. Um, that doctor is often the, the first line of defense, so to speak, but what other help is available? We want everyone to know that our behavioral health team is here to support you. Englewood Health patients and Englewood Health employees can call our centralized line to request an appointment with our LCSWs. There's also a lot of resources that are posted on our website that you can go to at englewoodhealth.org slash mental health. Um, I think the most important thing, as you said, Dr. Brunquell, is for everyone to check in on each other and, and stay connected with loved ones and, and co-workers. Thank you, Danielle. I, I think it's fair to say that uh, the pandemic has had an emotional impact on every last one of us. We've all experienced some anxiety. We've all experienced moods, maybe not actual depression, but the uncertainty is so difficult to deal with and, and everything has changed so quickly and we don't know when we're gonna be out of it. So uh, thank you for these tips. Thank you for bringing this to our attention. We certainly have extra resources as Danielle has mentioned. Um, Englewood Health is concerned about people's physical well-being and their mental well-being because you really can't separate the two. Thank you. This is Dr. Stephen Brunquell at Englewood Health. Thank you very much for having me. This is Danielle Lambert, the Behavioral Health Manager at Englewood Health. Take care. Thank you for listening to Englewood Health's Second Opinion. 
For more episodes, visit englewoodhealth.org slash podcast.